The Money Show. The Markets. And on to markets today, which took quite a beating and it was a, quite a big sell-off across the board. Arthur Karras, Portfolio Manager with the Old Mutual Investment Group, on the line to us from Cape Town this evening. How did you see today's activity play out? Um, definitely a risk-off day um, with people taking some uh, profits um, across the board. Uh, maybe a bit of negative news out of China on the back of ongoing uh, concerns about the Chinese government taking a closer look at its very large internet companies, putting a bit of pressure on Alibaba to uh, divest of some of its media assets. So all of that, I think, adding up to a, a nervous kind of day. And we've got the, um, the FOMC meeting coming up later on this week where we hope to get a bit more direction on interest rates. And I think ahead of that, market a bit nervous as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's China's story around sort of tougher re- regulation and tougher controls over Internet companies. And, of course, that has a direct imp- impact on Tencent in China. Tencent then has a direct impact on Nasbar and on Process, and that has a direct impact on the level of my um, retirement funds, your retirement funds, everybody in South Africa's retirement funding, simply because it's such a huge part of our overall market. It is. The only good thing is that um, it, while Nuspass hasn't managed to keep up with Tencent on the up days, it appears to um, to perform relatively better on the down days. So it um, doesn't quite take the, the, the smack when um, when you get these sharp retracements, or it hasn't in, in, the, in, the, in the recent one, um, take the sharp retracements in Tencent. Uh, but long term, I mean, what does it mean for the Nasbar story? I know that you've long been uh, a fan of Nasbar. You've long been a fan of the strategy at Nasbar, and uh, or the strategy at Ten Cent rather, um, as being a, a very important driver not only for Nasbar's and process, uh, but for the overall levels of our market. Very definitely so, because it's also been it's been a, a way to um, gain access to the global tech story, um, because the because uh, Tencent has elements of all of that within its businesses. So that would be gaming, there'd be social media, online advertising, online payments. They're active in all of those businesses, and I think globally, all of those businesses, whether it's Facebook in the U.S. or Google in Australia or Tencent in in China, they're all being affected by a high heightened level of government interest in their affairs. It uh, might be coming from different motivations. Um, I think that China it might simply be that the government doesn't want these companies to become more powerful um, and gain more influence. Um, but globally, all of these companies are in an increased regulatory scrutiny, and you can expect that to be a, 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 a theme for, for the years to come. And Absa's conservatism, um, are they making the right call as some of their competitors start to pay some dividends in an environment where there's clearly something of a recovery, it's just a little bit patchy and uncertain? There is a recovery. Um, the, the thing to remember is that there was a, a general um, directive across the whole of the OECD um, discouraging banks from paying dividends, and South Africa is very much a part of that. Um, some of the local banks felt that they could have gone ahead and, and continued to pay dividends. They, they obviously didn't. Um, and in the intervening period, they built up reserves because the, the, the losses, the COVID-induced credit losses simply weren't as bad as something like the global financial crisis was. Banks being in a much stronger position today, they've all built up some reserves and they're eager to show the market that they're in a position to, to fund their growth going forward plus reward their shareholders with a payout. ABSA has gone a more conservative route. I think that is a bit disappointing for the market, 
Um, and the market, we kind of need to get our minds around that. But I mean, people running the company need to make those decisions and then the shareholders need to decide if they like them. So yes, I agree, a little disappointed. And is there anybody sort of going to the casino and putting wild bets on tables and throwing tokens and coins into machines? I'm talking, of course, of Sun International, and it's a very dominant position in South Africa's gambling scene. Net gaming wins for the year ended to December was 5 billion rand, uh, down from 9 billion rand the year before. So certainly a lot of people gaming, but when you've got your revenue coming down by nearly half, um, as they did in their case, I, I think it's beyond any company's ability to adjust their, um, their operating expenses and their, um, their fixed expenses rapidly enough to adapt to that. So, yes, some people clearly going to the casino, um, but not nearly enough to allow the company to remain profitable. It's, uh, it's raised some capital to try and get through all of this. It's hoping that uh, we'll all start going to hotels again. But I think that things like business travel with people holding conferences, um, uh, foreign tourists, all the like, all of that needs to return to normal before, um, before companies like Sun International can be uh, back on a healthy path again. And Stadio should be able to capitalize on the perpetual uncertainty in the public university sector, but I'm not too sure that it necessarily is. I, uh, the results are partly affected by a non-cash adjustment by write-off on that score. It does look like on an operating basis the company is still continuing. I, I think the bigger question is, is that I think uh, the university students all went back today and uh, by the sounds of it, most of them, uh, apart from ones that need to go to laboratories and hospitals and things like that, are all still studying online. So we start to wonder why we're paying you know, full fees for online education. So that is a, <laughs> Are you finding yourself that, in that position, Arthur? You I am in that say, position now. Oh, hold on a second. I'm, I'm paying for public university and I'm getting UNISA, I heard one person say to me the other day. And that frustration is real. It's very real. I think, and unfortunately, while I'm feeling that on the other side, even if the students aren't in the buildings, you know, the, student, the, the university still needs to maintain this the real sure. estate and the... And so it's a, it's a bit of a squeeze from all directions. Um, and, and it's going to be interesting to see what comes out of that and how companies like Stadio are positioned for that because the, the reality of it is, is that the incumbent institutions have adjusted to this new environment very, very rapidly. And I think they're all going to find themselves in a position where they can offer tuition to anybody around the world that's got access to the Internet. Um, and that model, I think, is, is going to change in the years going forward. Uh, I got the sense before he went off to London um, uh, from the former BITS Chancellor, Adam Habib, um, that the, this was the great opportunity, of course, it is creating these platforms um, and for, for good global standard of education at a much lower rate that you can get in many parts of the world. It's actually a funding opportunity for South African institutions. I'm wondering whether or not they're agile and nimble enough to take advantage of that opportunity while you know, putting out the fires that they have to put out domestically. I think that's the case in many other countries where they have prestigious universities, I think especially in the US and the UK, where they attract a lot of foreign students and, and I think in some kind of students from certain countries you even pay more than locals for the benefit of studying, yeah. um, studying abroad. So I think, yes, that should be something we should be taking advantage of, but I agree with you. I don't know that we're nimble enough to do that. 
Arthur Karras, he is Portfolio Manager with the Old Mutual Investment Group.